welcome back to another episode of Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. I'm your host, Angie Beezer. It's time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Welcome back to our episodes. Um, I'm Angie, and I thought today I would do two things. One, I'm videotaping this. Two, I'm outside. And so we'll see how this one goes. But uh, if you heard last week's episode, I was actually in Chicago, which is my hometown. And um, I just took my, my microphone outside on my parents' patio and did an evening podcast outside in the um, natural surroundings. So you heard birds or you heard the trees blowing, you heard cars passing by. So I thought, you know what? It's not too bad right now in my patio. You can see, for those of you watching, you can see that it's bright and sunny and um, it hasn't totally warmed up. It's saying about 93 degrees. So I thought I'd come to you. Um, it's been absolutely crazy. I told you I'd have an announcement to make, but I'm not going to make it till next week because I need to make sure all ducks are in a row for us as a family. You know, I've been given a thought about what I really wanted to come to you guys to talk about. You know, last week I talked about the pain I was going through and, you know, you're traveling and you have to be prepared. You have to bring the things that you need. You can't forget stuff like your for me my uh, my um my cord for plugging my leg in um, i can't forget my crutches for nighttime um, movement because once my leg comes off i'm kind of stuck uh, there's tools that you need to have and just you know that i'm not a fun a fan of packing anyways i love being on vacations and i love being on trips but i really dislike packing because i'm always afraid that i will forget that one thing and i usually do so that fear isn't unwarranted. I actually usually forget one good thing. When our kids were little and I was packing for myself and the two boys, I felt like they always, there was something they always were missing. And I felt so bad. There was times where we'd go places where there was going to be swimming pools in Florida and, and I'd forget their swim trunks. So we'd have to go to the store and buy new swim trunks. I can't tell you how many times that happened. But um, now that my boys are older and, and able to pack for themselves, that's one relief. But now that I'm an amputee, it's like packing for two again. Like I got to pack for my normal stuff, but I also have to remember all that other stuff to go with it. So it has its challenges. And this last week being in Chicago was a dream come true. For those of you um, that are dealing with family far away, you know that the pandemic had a hard time for everybody and seeing people and traveling, unless you could drive to that location and being in Arizona we weren't going to drive to Chicago and I just uh, with my dad being older I didn't want to um, put him at risk if I was carrying anything and asymptomatic um, I didn't want to give anything to him so we had to cool our heels like most of the world and um, now being able to go back and see my brothers and their wives their kids um, to see our parents, uh, it was a blessing last week. So grateful. Uh, amidst all the craziness going on here, which I said I will divulge next week, um, so you want to make sure you stay tuned next week. Um, lots of things going on, but also the reason why 
I feel like I am throwing uh, my podcasts out there on Wednesdays, making them on Wednesdays. Uh, I might as well be making these live because they are, I'm recording and putting them out right away. But today I thought, after dealing with the pains of last week, and my schedule is so swamped right now that I just do not have time to get to my prosthetist. And some of you can understand that and, and realize that that takes a chunk out of the day. For me, my drive to my prosthetist is about 20 to 25 minutes. So you got about an hour there, let's say, in traffic. And then you're there. If he's doing a really good job, I could spend one to three hours with him. And I don't have that time right now. So I've let him know that I've had some struggles and that we're back in town. But quite frankly, my schedule is just swamped. The other problem with that is um, right now I've just learned to deal with it. I'm sucking up the um, pain that I feel that um, has me shrinking down inside my socket and hitting the bottom. And when you do that, it's like almost like I'm bruising up the bone, but I'm not bruising the bone. I feel like I'm bruising up some nerves. And uh, when those are pissed off, there's no pulling those back, except not wearing your leg. And you should know be my Dow, my leg is always on. So that's not an option. So the next best thing is stay busy, stay distracted and keep moving forward. That being said, yesterday I finally looked at my older son and I just said, you know what? I need to go work out. I haven't been to a gym in forever. We do have one in our neighborhood um, with our community. And I thought anything's better than nothing. So, and I've been doing, you know, body weight resistance band type stuff here, but I wanted to go and lift. Um, I'm not a cardio person at all. <laughs> I hate cardio. I hate being on treadmills. I feel like a hamster in a wheel. Um, I would rather be outside, but Arizona temperatures are cranking up when it's 90 degrees at nine o'clock in the morning. It's not going to get better. Um, so our nights are, you know, not bad, but um, it's not safe being out at night all the time. And I used to do that. And when you're hurting, walking can be very painful anyway. So what better way? When I lift, I get my cardio in because I lift quick, hard, and I continue. So you can get some cardio in that way, but it's different. So we decided last night to go in, and I'm a night lifter um, and a night person, I'm not a morning person. And so we went and we um, lifted. And, you know, for both of us, I love that he prefaced, Mom, just so you know, I don't go to talk. I'm going to put my headphones in and I put my head down. And I said, well, you are my son because that's what I do. I don't go to the gym to, to socialize. I go for a specific purpose. I'm driven. And then when I'm done, I'm out. And so I just kind of snickered and I said, that's fine with me. I don't need, I don't need you talking to me. I need to focus. So we went in and did that. And uh, I have to tell you, it felt great. Um, I even did the treadmill. I only did it for about five minutes. But um, I was testing my speed with my leg. I didn't put my running blade on, so I could only walk with my blade or my sea uh, leg. But I got it up to about 3.2 miles per hour, and I did about a three and a half incline. So I was just kind of tinkering yesterday with the treadmill, um, since we are not friends, and just seeing what I could do. And it felt really good. Uh, my leg even felt good. Usually just straight out walking 
when my nerve has been upset in my leg, my residual limb, uh, walking, it doesn't do it for me. But I got it grooving yesterday or last night, and it was awesome. Now, what I want to talk about with today's podcast goes along with that, and it's challenging yourself. Um, the people that I've talked to, those of you that have reached out to me, you know, you, you want to know how do I walk as well as I do, and I really need to do a video on my, my gait so you can see it. When I'm in pain and when I'm out of pain, you can totally tell the difference. Um, the fit makes all the difference in the gait. So if you're hurting, um, you're not going to walk normal. You're going to try to limp a little to get off the pain, right? And I used to do that with the neuroma that I had on the back of my leg. That neuroma being gone now since my December surgery has been phenomenal because the back of the leg hits the back of the socket every time you push through in a stride. I don't have that anymore. And so that's awesome. What I do have is on the bottom of my limb down here, hitting all the way in the base. And the only thing I can do is push my air valve here pull out my leg a little bit and hope that the skin will realign down in there and I'll feel better. And that sometimes gives me some relief, but quite frankly, distraction is my biggest relief because that pain's going to be there. It doesn't matter. Um, and it changes throughout the day like a thousand times. So I use distraction. It is my best tool and a gift that I have been given that I can keep myself active. I'm a type A person and I keep myself distracted. But challenging yourself. From the get-go, I knew that I didn't want to waste any time not being able to walk. From the moment I put my prosthetic on, I told myself, if you're gonna get used to it, you've gotta get through the pain. The first week of prosthetic wearing, I was so bruised. It hurt so bad, so bad that if I sat to relieve myself a little bit and the pressure I put inside my leg, standing up would be excruciating pain. Like hunched over, almost trying to tippy toe out of the pain. And then it would kind of numb because our body kind of reacts that way and floods our system with a, um, a hormone that will kind of help with the pain. And then it would be good until it started to hurt again. And then I'd have to take a break and rest it. And then I'd start the whole process over again. That was the first week, first few weeks actually, until I really learned what I was doing wrong and the bruising had a chance to heal. But I never took my leg off, only at night and only to take showers. So I would wear it from the moment I got up to the moment I was getting ready for bed, take my shower at night, go to bed, wake up the next morning, and gingerly put my leg back on again. So I challenge you, if you're an amputee and you're struggling with that pain, it can get better, it will get better, but you have to have the resolve to stick with it, knowing you can do this. Take the breaks you need, give your leg rest, elevate it, but try not to take it off because when you take it off, then um, you have, you've, you've conceded to the leg, and then the next thing you know, um, you don't wanna put it back on because you remember the pain. The only way to get through it is to know that pain's there, and it, I will tell you with certainty that it will subside. 
It just takes time, patience, and distraction. So the next question is, is so how do you get your gait to look good when you've, after you've gotten through that point? What I did and what you will see if you go to my website, you'll see, I'll put some pictures on there. I decided to check out, before it got popular with the pandemic, because this was a year before the pandemic that I got my leg, I decided to check out virtual races. Now, I am not a runner by any means. I'm short distance. I was a softball player. I was a basketball player. So long distance running is not my game. But I thought, what better way to get used to and friendly with my prosthetic than to just make myself walk? So I signed up that spring for a 175 mile challenge that would take me through like there was a spring challenge a summer challenge the fall the winter so they have four a year but they're all like 150 to 175 miles over like a three-month period and so my first one I think was the summer one which you know I couldn't have picked the worst time to start walking than Arizona summer <laughs> I mean come on but I did it, and that, that's what I needed to drive because I knew that it was easier for me to stay inside in that heat than to be outside. So I picked my times. Like I said, I'm not a morning person, so I did a lot of night walking. First time I did it, and I, I, I calculated out. I said, okay, I'm starting this late. I've got till this day to finish. I have to do this many miles. I did the math, and I'm like, okay, two miles a day. I could totally do that. Two miles a day, every day of the week, seven days a week, two miles. This is coming from a person who has for seven years been laid up from surgeries to surgeries to surgeries and swellings and pains and pain medication. And all of a sudden I was gonna start walking two miles a day, every day. That's almost impossible. But of course I didn't think that. I'm like, oh, two miles, that's easy. First time out, I barely made it down the block and around the corner and down to the next block. And I thought, oh my gosh, and that was maybe a quarter of a mile. And I was like, okay, this is gonna be hard, harder than I thought. So let's just keep going. And I, you know, I was trying to go fast. Then I had to adjust my speed. And something you have to understand with myself, I put a headphone in. I always leave one open, safety first people, right? Ladies, don't go outside as an amputee with your headphones in and your 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 head down on your phone. You are a target. You're just saying, I'm a target. Don't do that. Please be safe. You know, if you're going to be out at night, have a taser or a or mace or pepper spray or something. If you need to have music, only put in one and don't put it so loud that you couldn't hear your surroundings with your other ear. And put your phone away. Look up, look and enjoy the world around you. Yeah, that's what walks are for. It's to reconnect with earth and to be there and be present. So put all that away and, and, and walk chest up, head up look strong so that you look like someone that is not to be messed with. I, I, I ask you, I beg you, just don't look like a target. I see too many women that are walking around in dodgy neighborhoods, both headphones in, head down, looking at their phone, and I'm thinking, you're, you're, it, you're just doomed. It's not, it's not a positive or a safe way to walk. All right, sorry, soapbox. Sorry, get off that one. Anyway, so I have one headphone in. I am the kind of person that when I go out and I say, okay, I'm going to go two miles, there's times where I'm going, okay, I'll make two miles. Sometimes 
I would go, you know, I'm going to go as far as I can for as hard as I can. And sometimes if my leg's just not feeling it, I have to adjust, which is really hard for me. And maybe it won't be two miles today, but I will be, I'll stay at this pace or I will try to make at least a mile. And when I get to the mile, I'll say, well, maybe you can go a couple more miles or a couple more blocks or whatever. And I make targets, right? I, I set targets in front of me and I'll see landmarks and say, okay, if I can make it down to our community center, then I know I can make it back. Well, if I made it to the community center, maybe I can make it out to the main road. Okay, if I do that, then make it back. That's good. I get there, all of a sudden something else has distracted me or I'm thinking of something. And then the next thing I know, I'm still walking. Maybe it's not the fastest walk, but I'm walking. And really, that's all that mattered. That first um, challenge I did, I think it was 150 miles for the first one. I did it. I was about a week late to the deadline, but because it's a virtual race, it's your pace, your race is what they call it. And the people that I um, really became friends with um, on social media through this, this running group were amazing for me. You know what? I wanted to feel normal. I don't consider myself disabled at all. So I did not want to join a group that was all amputees. I joined a group, there were no amputees, because I want to be the underdog, and that pushes me and makes me strive to be better. I see what they're doing, and I push myself harder. And what ends up happening is, I end up hearing that I fill someone's bucket up, because they're amazed at what I'm doing, and it inspired them to continue when they were struggling, and they have, they're an able-bodied person. Likewise, when they respond that way to me and reach out to me and then friend me on social media and tell me that that's what I did for them, I'm excited and it makes me push forward. I had no idea that I had that power because I was doing this to get myself walking again. And instead, I end up helping other people continue on their exercise journey. There is nothing greater than knowing that you are inspiring others without trying to inspire others and so that kept me going 150 miles down fall challenge let's do it 175 miles I think was that one got through that one um, I started trying to do I think that one was the one I had just got my running blade and I decided that I was going to um, only do my 175 miles with my running blade because by now walking every day in my sea leg allowed me to get really good and comfortable with walking all the time. When I first started walking, just so you know, yes, it was short distance. I also walked with a uh, hiking stick, one hiking stick. I didn't use both, but I had one hiking stick just to keep balance. And obviously by the end of that 150 miles, I wasn't using anything. That slowed me down. So the progression is there and it's real. I didn't just put on my leg and start walking. I had pains, I was unstable, I had to work on core strength so that I could stand up tall and work my gait. My hips had to be strong and my my remaining leg had to be strong. All that all that plays into your gait. Okay? So to be transparent, it was not easy. It took me months. But it only took me a couple months because I set out every day challenging myself. Now, 
I will tell you that I love rewards. Most people do, right? So the reason this worked for me and might work for you was you get bling, right? So you get this beautiful metal and they're huge metals, beautiful thick ribbon. You get a, maybe a t-shirt with it or a hat and you get your, you know, your, 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 um, running bib. Sorry about that. The running bib that goes with it. And that getting that in the mail when I had finished 150 miles, how could I not want to do the next one? And I saw the next one and what it was going to look like. And it was a fall one with fall colors and leaves. And I'm like, this is awesome. And the winter one was actually a snow globe, like metal with a front snow globe. It was really cool. So with the fall one, knowing that in January of that next year, I was going to be doing a 10K for Rock and Roll Marathon for St. Jude, I wanted to get used to my running blade. I figured, well, it worked for my walking leg. Let's get the running blade on. That proved harder than I thought. I was going to try to run the 175 miles little by little by little. I was ecstatic to finish 175 miles only with my running blade, but walking in it, just getting used to the movement. It probably would have gone faster if I had just learned to run in it, but you have no idea how much that still frightens me. Um, every time I got out in my running blade, if you hadn't heard in my last episodes, uh, I'd fall. So I end up having to buy, because uh, you know, fall forward, I had to buy uh, like the roller blade um, wrist guards because I did not want a broken wrist. And it inevitably happened whenever my leg got tired from kicking through, if I flaked out for a moment, I would in inevitably tip my toe and my knee is a loose knee. It would just, I would just fall forward. And so, you know, I just had to brace myself for the falls and it's embarrassing. I humiliating. I fell right in front of one car, had to jump right up, smile and give him a thumbs up because <laughs> I didn't want to look like. I was injured, uh, got home and nursed those wounds, mostly ego, because um, I always want to know or look like I know what I'm doing, but honestly, that's not the case. And so it, it my ego took a few hits. And uh, I tell you that because that used to hold me back from going out. I started trying to learn my running blade in the dark. I'd go out under the night lights and, and the street lights and that's hard because you don't know if you're going to hit a rock. You don't know what the, the, the terrain looks like on the, the ground. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. And I finally started sucking it up and going, it is what it is. Get out and do it in the daylight. And of course, the first few times I did it, it was right in front of a bus stop with a bunch of kids and their moms. And I could just hear the kids going, mom, mom, look, look at her. And it was just like, just head forward. Don't forget to do what you're doing because you don't want to fall in front of everybody here. And so uh, it's humbling. It truly is humbling learning a new skill. Don't let that stop you. If I can do it, you can do it. Please know that. Um, I, I'm such a perfectionist that it's hard for me to go out when I'm not good at something and admittedly look like I don't have a clue what I'm doing. But if I can do it, I know you can too. So that challenge was really, really tough. I was probably two or three weeks from finishing on time, but I finished. And of course, had to sign up for the, the winner one. And the winner one was whatever, like running blade, running, walking, walking leg, didn't matter. 
I was going to do how I wanted to do it. And then came my race and things like that. Well, you know kind of what happened. After about a year, I did several, several virtual races. In the two years now that I have been doing them, I think I've done about 13 or 14 maybe virtual races. And then the one rock and roll marathon. And I was supposed to do Vegas this last year, but it was canceled due to the pandemic. And that was going to be a 10K also, rock and roll for St. Jude. And so I'm so bummed that those got canceled. They got canceled for this November, and they're going to be back on for 2022. So hopefully by then I will be better in my running blade and I'll be out there to do it. But it does set a, a long-term goal for me out there in 2022, November of 2022. Come join me if you want to do a virtual race. I'm doing the 10K Vegas um, next November. So... My thoughts to you today are find ways to challenge yourself. Know that you're going to stumble and fall. Know it's a humbling experience and know that there will be pain involved with it. But what's greater, the, the need and want and desire to walk again and to participate in life actively again or the fear of failure and and some pain because if you're where I'm at you've already been through a lot of pain right I mean just the amputation alone the healing any injuries prior to that I mean I went through about 10 surgeries prior to my amputation and through a lot of painful PT and recovery I wasn't afraid of pain I was afraid of amputating and never getting my life back again because then I was never going to have my life back and not have my leg. That wasn't an option for me. So I, I'm, I'm challenging you to get out, find a challenge, and truly look up virtual races. You can do it at your own pace. You can do any length you want, starting at 5K. That's 3.2 miles. You can walk. 3.2. The reason I think I picked the bigger one, one, because it's like for me, go big or go home. It's, it's kind of bad that I always think that way, but big, go big or go home. But also I knew I had several days to do that 150 miles with the 5k. I knew that it would be, okay, I've got to do 5k today. Today's the day I'm going to do it today. And I had to somehow get 3.2 miles in, but you know what? Who says you can't do a mile, then take a break, do a mile, take a break, and do a mile point two or point one. You know, do it, do whatever makes you happy and, and find a way to challenge yourself. And you will find how much you are growing based on that. It'll be incredible. You will, you won't even believe the changes that you'll see within yourself. It will be tough. Know that going in. It is not an easy road. But start small. And like I've said in previous episodes, get to your mailbox and back. If that's all you can do, that's more than some people with two legs sitting on a couch. If you can get to the mailbox and back, then the next day do the mailbox and then the next block and then back. Add on. Take it slow. And then reward yourself. And, and I say that because for me, 
um, of course, me completing something makes me feel good. If I have registered for like a five or a 10K race, a virtual race, it's interesting because each company is a little different. Um, the big ones, the 150 to 175, you start, you register, and you know it goes until, let's say, July. They won't start mailing out the medals till then. So there's nothing like in front of you except waiting that it'll come once you're done. There are some 5Ks I've done where I've registered and the next week it's, it's in my hands in the mail and I refuse to open it unless I've done the 5K. I don't wanna see it, I don't wanna hold on to it, I want something to push me to open it. So I will put the package on my counter so I can see it every day until I get out there and do it. And then the reward is amazing because I come running in from the house and I grab the package and I rip it open. I don't care about the running bib. I don't use it anyways. It's more just a kind of a token. But then that metal goes in my hands and I feel it and I go, yep, that's what I just did. And it is so rewarding. It's crazy. So I didn't realize that that's how I worked, but I figured that out in the last two years and I love it. Um, I need to jump back on that. It's been a couple months since I've done one, probably since the holidays. And I'm waiting to do the right one and I like to do ones with groups of people and you know, virtually my friends from all over the, the nation but all over the world. I'll invite people to do it with me. Everybody registers, we'll do it as a team and we'll just have a deadline. Hey, have it done by this date and share your results on social media. So. You know, it's fun, and, and to get other people involved makes it even better, you know. But if you're a, someone that wants to do it on your own, in your own time, and, you know, you want to do things at night or first thing in the morning, then it's your, your trip. It's your journey, right? So I would challenge you today. You know, I do my, my call to action. Um, my call to action today is very specific. If you are game, pick a virtual race and do it. Do it this summer. Do it in the next couple weeks and complete it before, give yourself a deadline. Say before July. Get it done in June. You will be surprised on how good you feel that you've done it. And like I said, my virtual races, I think all of mine were done walking. And I don't care because I'm active. And you know what? It has helped me um, lose weight, tone my muscles, um, get stronger with my residual limb because that's walking all those miles over the last two years has strengthened me. And then when I'm just out and about walking for pleasure or groceries or whatever, I'm walking pretty normal. Um, cause a lot of times when I do my five K's, I try to walk as fast as I can, depending on the day, depending on the fit. Sometimes it's just about finishing. And sometimes I say, you know what? Don't worry about your time. Just finish because you know you're in pain. And then there's other days where I'm like, you're feeling great. Let's see what kind of time you can get. And I have shaved off. I think when I first started trying to race myself on walks, I was doing a 22 minute mile. And now I've gotten it down to between like 17 and 18 minute miles. And I'm proud of myself for that. Is it speedy, super speedy? No, but for me, that's a huge difference in just two years. And so I'll take the gains and I will take the progress. And I have really, really learned it's not about right now as much as it's about enjoying the journey and 
therefore if I haven't been doing stuff in the last couple, the last month has been really tough. And that's why I bring this up and, and challenging yourself because it's kind of me messaging myself to challenge myself again. I was so gung-ho for a year and a half through the pandemic that I was working out every day and I was doing stuff to keep myself fit and I was out walking or doing something every single day, hiking, whatever, that all of a sudden this last month to two months, it's kind of grown stagnant. And I have realized in my age and wisdom that it all comes in waves, ebbs and flows. So you can only do so much for so long, so hard. And then your body kind of tells you to pull back. Um, it's not my residual limb. It's not my leg that was pulling me back. It was just my drive and my direction changed. You know, I, other things kind of started taking precedence and I had to let that happen. So my call to action to you today is to get online, Google search virtual races. I use virtual pace series I think is one of them I can't remember what the other one is that I've used but there's like two or three that I've used but just look up virtual races what's really awesome too is you can also find one and I can't remember if it's virtual pace series that does it VPS one of them you can pick whatever kind of race you want to do there's all these different kinds it's not just one like you can choose based on what medal you really want you can also choose based on what place they donate to so sometimes when you spend like 15 bucks for your finisher medal and your bib a portion of that goes to you know like right now it's world oceans day um, is coming up I believe it's coming up at the end of this month so I did one last year and it was a water bottle shape medal with ocean animals in it whale and and you know things like that um, and a portion of the proceeds went to help save the oceans. So if you need an ex, another external motivation, hey, not only am I giving to a donation and I'm receiving a medal that will make me feel great, I'm also getting physically fit. I mean, win, win, and win. You know, so take a look at it. If, if you don't care about if they donate to a, a cause or whatever, then no big deal. There are virtual races out there that don't but there are some that do donate. So my challenge to you, wrap it up, All right? Wrap it up, stop talking. Um, get out there, challenge yourself. Do not be afraid to fail. Do not be afraid to stumble and fall, literally and figuratively. Get back up and do it. Find a virtual race, even if it's just a 5K. Enlist some buddies. That if you're if you're better at hold, having someone holding you accountable, then do that. If you don't need that, go for it. Nothing holding you back then except yourself. Sign up for a race and do it. Get it done. Give yourself a deadline. If you don't set a deadline, you'll never do it. So set your deadline as I will do a 5K walk or run, whatever, or a mix, and get it done by the end of June. If you can't do it by then because you're still working on walking and strides, you know, and who says you can't do this if you're in a wheelchair? You know what? If you're trying to build upper body strength or your bike, um, some of these races you can do it however you want. If you want to hike it, I, I'll do my, some of my 5Ks will be a 3.1 hike. You know, I'll hike them. Um, biking, there's a different... Um, conversion because doing 3.1 on a bike is not the same as 3.1 walk or run so you have to look that up but
you know, I've done ev even in my pool where I'm tethered off and I'm on my swim my my surfboard and I'll I'll work on my strokes and all upper body strength and I'll put in the miles that way as well. You know, you choose what works for you. If you're using a walker, then so be it. Use it. Your pace, your race. Just get out there and do it. It's not about how fast you do it. It's that you do it. And I want that for you because I know what it's given to me. It's given me that freedom. It's given me um, just a, a, a bigger joy in life that I know I am capable of doing anything I could have done with two legs. Just do it. I guarantee you will not regret feeling the way you will feel when you've done it and said it's done. And I guarantee you, if you can get through your first 5K, you'll sign up for more. Because when you realize that you don't have to get in crowded corrals with other people, like my, my 10K for the Rock and Roll Marathon, that was my first time being with thousands of other people. And that was tough because then I started comparing myself to the people in front of me. I started looking behind me and seeing, oh my gosh, there's not that many people behind me. I'm going to come in last. This is embarrassing. It's not about that. Enjoy the virtual races. They are amazing for people that just need to challenge themselves but are afraid to do it with loads of people around, especially if you're one that doesn't like to get in a treadmill and be in a gym. Like that's hard for me because I know when I go into a gym, people are staring at me. It's just what it is. People are curious. They want to see what, what we can do. And if you've got the stomach for it, then you do it. And sometimes I'm a little shy about it, and then I kind of get over myself, and I'm like, whatever. But it takes time. It takes practice to do that. So join a challenge. Push yourself. Baby steps are okay. If that's where you're at, start small and grow. Remember, it's all about the journey. It isn't about just the end result. And as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.